0: Ladies and gentlemen, kicking off the first stop on his world tour, our new president and prophet, Russell
1: M. Nelson! Ah!
0: You say you want some revelation, well here you go. Greetings brothers and sisters, welcome to the weekly Mormon News Roundup, where d bays and crew are going to ruminate on the Great and Spacious Beehive. It's October 1st, 2023. This is episode 79, we've got Rebecca Biblioteca, she's co-hosting. Tim Ballard fallout is continuing, and President Nelson has falled, and he has missed the General Conference. We're going to give you some fantastic October 2023 General Conference reactions. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm at mormonnewsroundup.org. You can send me an email to colob at mormonnewsroundup.org. I'd like to invite onto the program my fabulous co-host, Rebecca Biblioteca. How's it going, Rebecca?
2: Not too bad. How are you today?
0: Hey, fabulous. God, couldn't be any better. We're, we got a huge episode here. We're just going to kick it right off with the Mormon Joke of the Week.
2: That's right. I do have the Mormon Joke of the Week, and this joke uh, was created by my co-host on Mormonish Podcast, Landon. Uh, what do President Nelson and Adam have in common?
0: Oh, my goodness. I have no idea. What could they have in I common?
2: I know. Well, according to Landon, they both suffered from a great fall. Oh, <laughs> was really
0: good. okay. That's a good joke of the week. That's very yeah, nice. Okay. So. That's going to be good. Now we're going to kick this right off. Tim Ballard, he's still in the news here. And uh, according to legend and rumor here, Rebecca, he has been excommunicated as of last Monday. Now, I haven't confirmed that for a certainty, but there certainly seems to be a lot of anecdotal information indicating that he is no longer a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What's your reaction?
2: Yes, I've heard this. I got texts all over the place. It's unconfirmed. Now it is confirmed. I've heard it from the faithful side, from the post-Mormon side. I feel like it probably is pretty accurate. Yes.
0: Yeah, it seems uh, seems to be pretty accurate. But, uh, you know, somebody posted this onto uh, Twitter and they said, Dear Tim Ballard, the committee of ex-Mormons has convened this afternoon. And while you technically now count as an ex-Mormon, we're declining your membership at this time. Whatever spin-off branch of fundamentalism you end up moving to, please stop abusing women and children. I think that that seems pretty accurate.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. It is a very convoluted situation that's before, because I'm not exactly down with how his court went down, because I know that, you know, allegations and all that. And I know there are people right now, uh, Bruce R. McConkie's grandson, uh, with charges pending, he's been arrested uh, for sexual assault and things like that, and he's not being excommunicated. So I question the randomness. Of course, you know, the allegations are extremely serious. uh, So it is it's very hard to wrap your brain around the entire thing.
0: Yeah, it is, and uh, the coal continues, as uh, Nemo the Mormon pointed out. The uh, the LDS Church on Deseret Book has removed Tim Ballard's books from online brick and mortar store, uh, uh, from the online and brick and mortar stores, except for perhaps the audio. I think you can still get some of the audio, but all his books have been yanked from Deseret Book, which typically happens once you have gotten the downward thumb from the church, right?
2: Thumbs down. That's right. And I was one of the ones that was out there taking screenshots of Deseret Book um, to say, no, look, you know, because at first the narrative was, um, oh, the church has never had anything to do with Tim. Of course, I found articles. Of course, a lot of us found, you know, Deseret Books took screenshots. So, yes, as of last week, his books were still available. Some of his audio podcasts, things like that videos still available. But now apparently everything has been scrubbed
0: yes everything has been scrubbed right down the memory hole and uh you know but this is what has not gone down the memory hole here uh rebecca which is his a uh, tattoo picture which uh you oh. know this is uh, boy, uh this is a not safer i'm you know if you're listening to this on podcast yeah. by the way you can we're on apple Podcasts. we're on spotify but we also release all of our episodes onto youtube and uh should i click this uh for Ten ballard's tattoo or am i okay to click oh. that rebecca
2: I think if you gave a disclaimer and if all the children and anyone else who's sensitive um, can leave the room. Yes, I think you need to click it because it needs okay. to be discussed.
0: All right. So. Well, OK, so here. Whoa, oh, hey, whoa, there it is. So this is apparently what he was uh, texting to his uh, spiritual wives here is to see a picture of Tim Ballard reclining on some kind of a sofa. I, you know what, Rebecca? It doesn't look like he's wearing his garments, by the way. Did you notice that?
2: You know, he's got some kind of a high rise Speedo on. Uh, but yeah, I do not see any garment uh, lines or garments in this picture. No.
0: Now, these are supposedly fake tattoos. I don't know if they're real, yeah. but uh, you know, the crazy thing about yeah. it is, is his uh, tattoo, which is on his stomach, apparently, according to uh, this uh, dictionary, dot, uh, SpanishDictionary.com, uh, Hoder, J O D E R, it's actually the F word. So, you know, is the
2: F word. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say, so. we all learned a new Spanish word this week because I think everybody was like, what is that? That sounds familiar. Everybody did what you did. And now we all know a new word that we can add to our vocabulary. But as I said some, to some friends this week about his tattoos, I swear my kids had more authentic looking tattoos that came out of Cracker Jack boxes when they were young. I, you know how you get the little squares and you. Yeah, those tattoos. I don't. The fact that he was trying to fool hardened, you know, criminals. I just don't think those tattoos would do it. I think they would see right through those. They're just too perfectly placed. And I don't feel that a guy would probably have a giant heart like that on his leg. I don't know. It just seems a little suspect.
0: Well, all I can say is, is, that I've had 79 episodes of the Mormon News Roundup. I think I've had a co-host on each and every one and I have yet to receive a text message of that nature. Although I would like to say that I am totally open to it, you know, no problem. But speaking Whoa. Of, maybe I'll have, to I'll have to cut that one out. <laughs> no,
2: it's funny. It's funny.
0: Yeah. So um, but, you know, what about the uh, uh, the a seer that he used to work with here? You know, how about the prophetess? Did uh, did she get a counsel for channeling Nephi or um, only Tim Ballard? How come she didn't get a court of love? That's what I'm wondering.
2: Yeah, again, the nature of the court seems very dicey and selective. And, you know, Mormonish podcast has been following this. We put out an episode specifically on the psychic. That was very interesting. Um, And then, of course, we put on an episode on the whiteboard itself. But I've been looking through the 75 pages of documents um, from the Davis County investigation. And there is one part where they talk about the psychic. A lot of her readings are on audio um, in this investigation. But there are some that are written down. And in it, she says, Neil A. Maxwell is here and he has handed the microphone to Nephi. So I don't know much about how the next life works, but apparently maybe it's like the old school testimony meeting when I was a kid and you got a deacon that runs around with a mic and hands it to you if you want to talk. But in this case, Neil A. Maxwell, also apparently involved in what Tim Ballard's doing, handed the mic to Nephi.
0: Wow. This is it's getting thicker and thicker around here. That's for sure. And uh yeah you know, I saw this meme that went along with it that uh for the BYU bishops you know now that we've seen uh what kind of excommunications take place BYU bishops take note Timmy do you have a groin tattoo um you know I didn't know that you could oh. be excommunicated for a groin tattoo I you know I don't have one but Now that I've seen what happens, if you do get one, I'm definitely going to avoid it. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, I didn't realize that was now on the list of questions. I'm sure it'll make its way into the Four Strengths of Youth pamphlet. I'm sure we'll be seeing that. But yeah, again, it's a very questionable uh, to think about why he was excommunicated. Of course, I've heard it is the allegations of of the misconduct. Uh, But again, a lot of people have allegations and they wait um, of course, I think I have my theory and what the real reason he was excommunicated on is. I think a lot of us uh, share that theory and it has to do with the silent partner, p- perhaps. But yeah, it's all very interesting.
0: The alleged silent partner. Yeah, right? I'm
2: sorry. The alleged silent partner. I should know better. I've learned to use the word <laughs> alleged a lot this last couple of weeks as we've been pat- podcasting. Yes, alleged. So, However, is, if you oh, go, no, ahead. go ahead,
1: I, was I guess gonna say, is, if you
2: watch our whiteboard episode, there's a lot of things that point to it not being so alleged. So just saying.
0: Yeah, well, this is what I wanted to see with General Conference with the fact that Tim Ballard was excommunicated. With I'd like to see on Saturday night, President Ballard begins his remarks. And John Cena's theme music starts playing in the conference center. A shirtless (laughs) tattooed Tim Ballard enters the conference center auditorium, points directly at Ballard, and begins running at him. Hashtag General Conference. Now that would have been entertainment.
2: Yep. No, I would have loved that. I felt like he should just come in and say, no, really, we're like that. I'm not kidding. We're like that, you know, because there's a lot of proof that they were like that. So I am kind of surprised and I don't know what Tim's thoughts are. But, you know, I, I would think he himself has a lot of information and perhaps proof at how involved they were. I'm not sure what I'm not sure what he's thinking. I know he's gone on a couple different podcasts um, just defending himself. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure more will, will be revealed.
0: Yeah, and stick right here on the Mormon News Roundup, and you we will keep you posted as well as the Mormonish podcast. Both of these podcasts are going to be watching this space very clear, carefully, and of course we're coming into General Conference time here, Rebecca, which is the most wonderful time of the year. And this was tweeted out here by Elder Bednar here, which I thought was interesting because you know he's supposed to be preparing for General Conference, but that's not exactly what he was doing. He said uh, he tweeted this out on September twenty seventh. Tomorrow I'm participating in the Silicon Slope Summit a large tech and business event in Salt Lake City, Utah. For me, this is an exciting opportunity to stand as a witness of Jesus Christ and his restored church. I'll be sure to share updates from the event soon. Let me just play this for you. This is how Elder Bednar is preparing for the most holy weekend of the year.
2: I'm grateful for the opportunity to talk about ways the Church of Jesus Christ builds relationships, uses technology, and fosters communication to bless lives across the globe. For me, this is an exciting opportunity to stand as a witness of Jesus Christ and his restored church. I'll be sure to share updates from the event soon. Yeah, Tomorrow- so Re- Rebecca,
0: he, he's not fasting and praying, according to this. He, he's not poring over the Dead Sea Scrolls or pondering Joseph Smith's interpretations of facsimile three. Um, you know, he's going to Silicon Slopes. That seems like an odd preparation to me
2: yes it is interesting and this is right by where i live and in fact my husband attended this event so i have insider knowledge of this if you would like me to share <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely i doubt you didn't get banned from this like you did with moroni day right uh,
2: no i don't oh, think uh, i did you want to go there about being banned from moroni day no i did not attend this um, but yes it was a big uh, tech conference with business leaders from all over and the speakers Elder Bednar was right at uh, Tony Robbins um, CEO or founder of Google, you know, just some big, big names, people like that. And um, interestingly, Of course, what he said, why would somebody who, you know, um, is an apostle in a church be asked to a conference like this? You know, and of course, he said he wanted to share a message of Jesus Christ. So they kind of ask him questions about what it was like to run a global church. You know how the interactions happened, how the finances happened. Nothing too difficult. A little more softball questions. Everybody was definitely a fan My insider information that is very interesting is that throughout the conference they would bring different guests on, and that was great. Everybody would clap. At one point, when Tony Robbins came on, they said, "Everybody, let's stand up for Tony." You know, so they did. Guess what happened when Elder Bednar entered the arena and took the stage? I I everyone um, stood. They did. Yeah. And that's that's
0: that's the way it should be, Rebecca. By the way, (laughs) that's the way it should be. Maybe you're right. right. My, my humble suggestion for Elder Bednar for preparing for the general conference was to skip the Silicon Slopes uh, Summit and instead brush up on his MLA and APA citation and Ooh. plagiarism guidelines. That's why though, yeah. if I was his a handler, that's what I would have recommended to him. But I guess that's why I'm not his handler, Rebecca.
2: Uh, I think he could probably multitask and handle both. But you're right. That's a good point. It's always good to brush up.
0: Yeah, and that does remind me, you know, what is the best way for uh, preparing for conference? And uh, the church put out this tweet here, and it says, uh, hey, don't forget, General, this is from the church's official handle. Don't forget, General Conference will be taking place this weekend. Are you going to sit back and enjoy the sessions, or are you going to take that extra step and prepare to sit back and enjoy the sessions. So, give you a couple <laughs> ideas here of uh, how you should prepare for general conference, and that really got me thinking, Rebecca. I thought, you know, what is the best way to prepare for general conference? And I have a couple of ideas here that I know that I shared with you um, that I think are the best ways that I can come up with. And maybe you can, uh, maybe I can, you can vet these and, and let me know if they're <laughs> any good here. This is the Mormon Let's News. check them out. Yeah, let's have more of a news roundup, top 10 tips to prepare for general conference. And uh, Rebecca, this is a family friendly show. So I had to I had to, uh, you know, get those shoulders. I had to. I see that
2: you covered my porn shoulder. Thank you very much. Although you did show Tim's tattoo. So I do question.
0: This is a serious double standard here.
2: It's a serious double standard. That is
0: sexism. You know, the, the Apple reviews, the Apple podcast reviews say that this is uh, the most sexist podcast that's ever been conceived. And that is that is example one. So I, I will take that back. I is. will put those back in. I apologize for that. That's I, right.
2: Reveal okay. those shoulders.
0: OK, I'm sorry if I if I offended you. But uh, here's my tips here. And you let me know if these tips are any good. Number one,
2: Okay.
0: Uh, can you read that for us?
2: It says pre-crush some plastic water bottles. And that makes perfect sense. Yes. Uh, You know, I had, I
0: bought about 20 or 30 and I had them crushed all the way down, not just a little bit, all the way down for this one. Cause yeah. From Elder Mm. Haney, his last general conference, that's tip number one. Or uh, what about number two, Rebecca?
2: Oh, number two, purge the last general conference materials. Unlike comic books and vintage cars, they don't get better with time. That's a very good point. Wipe your mind of anything you heard last time, because it's got to be a clean slate. Very good point. I like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: I burned up all my Liahonas. I purged all my uh, my web history. I absolutely got rid of anything from previous general conferences because they don't get better with time. And we definitely, you know, Elder Haney, once again, um, is informing us about what we should do. So uh, this is, by the way, our poll of the week. If you're in the live chat, we're going to vote on this at the end. We release all of our episodes live on YouTube, Sunday nights, 930 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can interact with us in the live chat if you hop on at that time. Or how about number three? What's the uh, third best way to prepare for conference?
2: Let's see. Number three says cross-check your bishop's insider general authority predictions against the latest (laughs) floodlit.org revelations. Oh, that's a good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, because if your bishop thinks he's got the insider knowledge, you may want to, like, like you mentioned, David McConkie being convicted and imprisoned yes. and arrested, yes. you know, he could have been on the short list for general authority, but you want to check those in advance because if they pop up on floodlit.org, then the uh, books are going to get yanked out of Deseret Books, right?
2: That's true. And I will say that this entire weekend, there's been a floodlit.org marathon going on, kind of headed by Maven, where they have been reading cases. Where someone who is in the LDS church has been convicted of some kind of a sexual abuse um, crime, and they literally have enough cases to continue reading like a marathon. I did a little bit this morning, but people are volunteering and jumping in and reading. It's, you should check it out. It's uh, very powerful,
1: actually.
0: Yeah, I did watch some of that. It was a long thirty-six hour marathon, by the way. And mm-hmm. Flutel.org has a specific section in it which discusses uh people who have appeared in general conference who have been convicted of sexual assault. And when I looked at it, I think there was around six or eight people in there. So yeah, that's a that's an important work that they're doing. Let's uh let's keep going though. Uh number four, what's the uh fourth best way to prepare for
2: general conference? Number four, pull up the United States Securities and Exchange Commission website with the latest fines so you won't be caught flat-footed. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, and fool me. What is it? (laughs) Fool me once, shame on me. Shame on me.
2: No, shame on you. Yeah. Oh, Oh. my God. We're like George Bush. This is horrible. (laughs) Remember?
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah. Fool fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Shame on
2: me. That's right.
0: Right before conference, Rebecca, I pulled up the SEC to see. I just wanted to check, make sure there was no additional fines because I am not going to be caught flat footed twice. I think that's solid advice. uh, You're ready. Yep. How about number five?
2: Number five DVR every session so they won't be able to slide a Pullman revision past you. Oh, they do try, don't they?
0: Yeah, or Hartman Rector Jr. Now, they didn't have him redo his talk in the conference center with a cough track, but they chopped out about half of it. So yeah, I always make sure I DVD him now because I do not want to be gaslit. That seems like wise advice. What do you think?
2: Yep, that's it. That's why I take screenshots of everything I find because you never know when it's going to disappear right in front of your eyes. It's just crazy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How about number six?
2: Number six, call the local Utah hospitals to see if Elder Holland has taken his vitamins. Oh, yes, yeah. he was not there, was he?
0: No, he, you know, call the local hospital, to see if he's going to show up. Is it too early to say how studly he looks in those glasses, by the way? He does look. Re- he's in a Costco, by the way. That's He's got a yeah. good look going there. No, but he didn't make it. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, he didn't make it. And we're going to get to President Nelson not making it here in a moment. How about number seven? Uh,
2: ponderize, ponderize, ponderize
0: what what is ponderizing again i forget what sorry what is
2: that oh it's ponder and i guess it is just ponder it's a way to say (laughs) ponder yeah your scriptures ponder eyes i was thinking it was sort of a mashup of two words but no i think well i'll tell you what it is it's a failed marketing campaign is what it is if you remember a general authority used this word ponderize your scriptures and instantly a website appeared with t-shirts mugs hats and we all went well that's awfully convenient isn't it of course the website was taken down very quickly and everybody just kind of slunk away but yeah it was kind of a little scandal several years ago when that happened
0: well yeah i think ponderizing is a really good thing even though i don't know what it is but i've heard a lot about (laughs) it i've heard that it does really good things for you now i've never really done it properly so i'm not sure but it does seem like good advice how about number eight? (laughs)
2: Uh, Number eight, pray fervently for Tim Ballard and his seven spiritual wives. Oh, dear.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now, this is my Photoshopping skills here right there, um, Rebecca. That's not exactly on par there. But, um, yeah, we got to keep him in uh, thoughts and, you know, as they say, thoughts and prayers uh, for Tim Ballard and his seven spiritual wives. Or how about number nine?
2: Um, Stuck up on smelling salts to stay awake. Okay. That's probably the most legitimate one. Yep. There it (laughs) is.
0: Yeah, Definitely. Or number 10.
2: Uh, Scan Vice News for any rando Mormons that rogue church spokespersons disavow. I know we're on track for that now, right? We've seen it happen once. It could happen again.
0: Right. Yeah. So I I always keep my eye on Vice News to see um, for rogue church spokespersons. And for those of you in the live chat. Please place your votes at this time in the live chat. What is the best way to prepare for General Conference? You have your selections one through 10. And Rebecca, can you be the first person to take our poll? What do you think is the best way to prepare for General Conference?
2: Gosh, that is all of your suggestions were really good and really valuable, I think. But I think overall smelling salts, because if you're asleep, <laughs> none of the other ones even apply. You've got to find out a way to either jumping jacks or smelling salts. Hit yourself, you know, something has got to keep you awake.
0: Uh, yeah, I personally like uh, the DVR every session so they won't be able to slide a Pullman revision past you. So, uh, yeah, that, that's my opinion. But, yeah, preparing for general conference, that's really, really important because, um, you know, you got to keep awake because it's, it's hard to keep up with everything that's going on at general conference. And it does bring us to this meme here that says, uh, you know, it's got uh, the office meme. that says, you have the philosophies of men mingled with scripture. Then you have general conference and corporate needs you to find the differences between the picture, this picture and the other one. And you know what? they're the same picture. So if you're asleep, you're not going to be able to catch up with what's going on with General Conference, that's for sure. But perhaps the biggest news here, of course, is that uh, uh, LDS President uh, Russell uh, Marion Nelson Sr., he will not be attending a General Conference because of a uh, he, he experienced a fall. And uh, that's a certainly uh, very, very troubling. Um, uh, what were your thoughts when you heard about that, uh, Rebecca?
2: Yeah, I was concerned because I know that the older you get, uh, your balance is a little off. And while a fall sounds maybe like a simple thing, it can be extremely debilitating and dangerous when you're older. So, yes, I did wonder how serious it was uh, that he would actually be missing general conference. It seemed like there really might be something to that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know in his talk at the very last session of it he said that he injured his back but he didn't actually say the reason that how he injured his back we only found out about that through the media so yes he has experienced an unfortunate fall and uh i definitely do wish him the very best while i was watching the um while i was watching uh uh his talk though i was thinking you know what what is this actually a legitimate thing because after the vice news I've started to go, um, you know, you know, I've started to be very conspiratorial. And I was wondering, maybe this is um, maybe there's something more to this. And I thought, you know, maybe Wendy pushed him down the stairs because he wanted another wife. Maybe that was the reason. I don't know. I mean, Mm. I'm speculating here. But there is a good Mormon history for that happening.
2: Well, there is a good Mormon history <laughs> happening. And if you don't know what we're talking about, look it up. But yeah, there could be something more to it. I had my own conspiracy theory. And that was that Elder Ballard um, would not be there. And they would say that he had COVID. That seems to happen some sometimes when there's an unpleasantness around a speech or an address.
0: I've got a convenient COVID diagnosis. That's what you're Yes, saying. that's what I'm
2: alluding to. Yes.
0: Or maybe um, maybe uh, President Nelson's not there because he's too busy meeting with Jesus with Adam on diamond. It could be a cover. I'm not sure. Um, You know, but actually, as soon as I heard about it, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to believe this because, um, you know, until it could just be a random church spokesperson who's uh, going rogue here. Unless I see it on the official church newspaper, I'm not believing anything about it. I've learned my lesson about that.
2: No, and that's smart. And actually, they did kind of just release it on social media first. Mm -hmm. So some people were questioning, why isn't this on the church newsroom? Because we are all trained to go there. That's where you get the facts. And so to see it released in an article or on social media, I think we're not used to that. And we do kind of question, is this legitimate? So you're not wrong.
0: Yeah, because a lot of those KUTV news reporters are lying atheistic bastards. So, you know, if it doesn't come from the church news itself, I'm very careful about them. I only get yeah. my uh, news from um, carefully curated divine sources, Rebecca. That's just that's just the way that I roll. <laughs>
2: well, um, as should know, we all. <laughs>
0: you know, the truth of God will go forth boldly, nobly and independent unless a white Utah nonagenarian millionaire slips and then it's going to take a small hiatus, I think. That reminds me of that Joseph Smith saying. That's what I can be. But, but actually, maybe this is I'm thinking more about this. You know, President Nelson, maybe this is the greatest manifestation of the Savior's power that everybody's been waiting for. It could be. I don't know.
2: Hmm. That's right. He keeps talking about that something's going to happen. And we, and we look at different things that happen and we think, is this great enough? Nah, it couldn't be this. We're waiting. Right. The bar is being raised.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, he he said to take your vitamins and get plenty of rest, but he's been resting now for three weeks. So maybe he's taking his vice a little too far. Now, I heard this from an inside source here, Rebecca, that President Oaks was going to call for two days of fasting and prayer for the prophet. But he remembered what happened with the COVID fasting and he decided to just kind of hold off for a while.
2: Yeah, that's probably smart. Let's wait and see.
0: You know, um, but if you notice the Dow Jones, it dipped on the afternoon of uh, President Nelson's injury because he owns so much stock. You know, he owns uh, at least 50 billion dollars and probably a lot more in the Dow Jones. He owns more uh, stock in the Dow Jones than just about anybody. Uh, And, you know, a lot of those uh, bankers were probably on their knees praying for a swift recovery from the profit.
2: That's true. It's all trickles up to one person. He owns all of it. So we've got to be careful. They've got to be very careful with him and his health.
0: Yeah, and the Vegas odds makers they shifted the uh, uh, Oaks takeover bets. You know, they moved that up several months uh, after this fall. So if you wanted to place your bets before that time, it would have been smart, but maybe not so much now. Uh, but I was watching General Conference here, Rebecca, and I noticed that they uh, took this uh, sign off. You know, they used to have the sign on with General oh. Conference where it's currently speaking as either it would be highlighted either as a man or a profit, and they took that down for this session, which um, is unfortunate because that really helped you understand when you were supposed to be paying attention.
2: Yeah, it kind of leaves you in the dark because you don't know. And you'll no. only be told afterwards, I think, if you question, so, oh, well, he was only speaking as a man. Well, the sign wasn't up. We didn't yeah. know that.
0: Right. That's why I wish they would bring that sign back. And you tweeted this out, though, Rebecca, that there's the uh, bite model of conference bingo. Did you complete your uh, bite model for conference bingo with uh, information control, emotional control? Uh, did you com- Did you get a bingo from this conference?
2: You know, I think almost all of us could get a blackout probably from filling that out. And and I myself, I, I had a lot of other podcasting going on, so I was only able to like kind of zoom in every once in a while. But I did watch every one of RFM's wonderful recaps. Oh, my goodness. He watched conference so we didn't have to. And he did these incredible recaps. He's right now podcasting his uh, last one. So I was able to tune into that. And, and with the information he gave, was able to fill out my, my bingo card. And indeed, I did. Achieve blackout.
0: That's good. That's. I think it's a pretty easy. Uh, I think it's pretty easy to get that bite model blackout. That's for sure. Uh, here is a photo that I took of myself watching general oh. conference. Here, you know, <laughs> half asleep. That's where those smelling salts come in, Rebecca.
2: Yep, I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, you definitely need those. Uh. Uh, you definitely know those smelling salts. And you notice you tweeted this out on Mormonish Podcast. You can mm-hmm. follow Mormonish Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook here. And you notice something about how this uh, conference was advertised. What did you notice, Rebecca? Thank
2: okay. you. Yeah, I actually, I peruse the faithful sites now and then just to see, and they were all kind of a buzz about this picture because this is a picture of the second coming. And according to, you know, the faithful people that were commenting, they said they've never used a picture of the second coming to advertise conference before. And so they were wondering if that had some kind of meaning, you know, is something imminent? Yeah, does, it, does it indicate that something's about to happen? So they seemed very intrigued and interested in the use of a picture of the second coming to advertise conference.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting that you Mm -hmm. brought that up. I I really don't know the answer to that. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But were you watching at the end of conference to see if President Nelson was going to tear up again like it's his last conference? Because usually when they get kind of older, they usually do the tear up because you never know when their conference is going to be the last one. But I was watching and I didn't see a tear up on the President Nelson like I was expecting.
2: Yeah. And in fact, I like I said, I was in and out with other podcasts and I I popped in just long enough to see there he is. And maybe you can answer this for me. He was it a remote broadcast. He was broadcasting remotely from someone else. Okay, that's what I thought. He was still had the same background. So, no, I just I didn't hear the end. I just popped in long enough to hear some things. And uh, then I instantly turned it off. So.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. Now, uh, they just tweeted out, you know, we're giving you live reactions here. So we're watching the church's official feeds here. And they tweeted out a picture of President Nelson recuperating because we know that he his back is not doing well here. And here's that photo of him recuperating.
2: Oh, my good heavens.
0: um, You know, he does look um, he's rehabbing his back from the church news. That's um, he looks restful there. Um,
2: Uh, Just when I think you can't take it any farther, (laughs) I find out that I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, we can take anything as far as we want around here. Now, in between in between the conference sessions, Rebecca, you know, they, they did the world report. You ever watch those world reports that are in between the conference sessions? Those are usually really good here. Uh, you know, they talked about how the church has, let's just, uh, we can review that a little bit, how, how the church responded in Hawaii. Now, the church donated a million dollars to Hawaii. But they sent no senior leaders whatsoever to Hawaii yeah. to minister among the people. They they just didn't do that. Um, and that just makes me wonder why. Why do we have senior leaders of the church if they never travel to these impacted areas and minister among the people? Instead, I believe they sent an area authority uh, from um, they sent an area authority. That's what I wonder. I mean, a million dollars is great. That's a heck of a lot more than I donated. But uh, why no senior leaders there? And it's not just uh, in Hawaii. It's uh, they then later on, they highlighted in um, in Turkey and Syria, which experienced it in another disaster. A uh, huge there was a huge uh, disaster there with an earthquake that killed I wanted to say between 30 and 50 million people here. And guess what? This, this is being shot from the inside of the church office building, you know, Bishop Waddell uh, pontificating. And once again, no senior church leaders went to minister among these people. We've seen that time and time again. Rebecca, how come they never go anywhere?
2: Yeah, I don't know anymore because they used to. That was really what one of their jobs was, was to appear and to comfort the people and give hope. And Hawaii was an absolute uh, disaster. It was devastating. And there is a large LDS uh, population there. So I, I really have no explanation and Turkey either. I just I think maybe perhaps during covid, everybody discovered Zoom and really none of us want to get up off of our couches anymore. I know I don't go out as much.
0: Yeah, well, there's no question about that. I certainly don't go out that much either. And the uh, the this uh, the the world report here also highlights that the the, the new giving me, ma- you know, those giving machines right there, you know, uh, that the church sets up, especially during the holiday, where you can buy something, you know, a warm blanket or mm-hmm. um, you, a you goat. Can buy- <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what I really appreciated was that in this time that you could just buy stock directly that goes into Enzyme Peak, so you could buy Amazon or you could buy GameStop. Oh and it would just go straight yeah it would just go straight um you know I'm kind of being facetious here but it would go straight <laughs> into enzyme peak and um just benefit those stockholders of Microsoft and uh, and Tesla i thought that that was a nice update from the uh, giving machines in times past by the way and of course, I'm I'm joking a little bit, but I, yeah. I find it remarkable about these uh these uh, world reports here that uh you know we don't have really any real numbers, and by the way, we have to take mm-hmm. the church's word for all of this. Every mm-hmm. single part of this is not independently verified. There's no external auditing. We just have to take the church's word that you put something in the giving machine and that it actually did something for someone because there's no auditing report whatsoever. I find that to be personally very troubling,
2: yeah, I would say that, um, if anyone wants any information on the church finances, the widows might they try really hard, anything that they have to report that the church has to report, the widows might grabs that, tries to synthesize it, and they're pretty spot on on a lot of things they're able to arrive at, but again. Nobody's forthcoming with anything, so they're having to kind of go through the back door and figure out exactly what all this means. But, but they have an awesome website, The Widow's Might, and they do the best that they can to try to make transparent these finances that the church itself will not make transparent
0: yeah absolutely. And you know the way that the conferences build, you noticed that there was a picture that talked about the second coming, and you hadn't seen that before, mm-hmm. and also in a lot of other social media uh platforms, people were advertising this conference in a really odd way, weren't they Rebecca of life coaches <laughs> what what did you what are you seeing here?
2: I know like I said I do like to go on the faithful sites just to see what they're doing and I saw this in a couple of places this one I actually grabbed from, from somebody else in a post site that had seen it but yeah they're saying they're not calling it conference they're just putting out um, information that says hey there's this awesome conference coming up there are life coaches you know from all over they're going to be talking they're going to give you advice on this and that and this here are the sessions that you can just watch it's absolutely free and it's a bunch of life coaches that can help you so if you come with a question that you have you will probably find the answer to it by attending one of these sessions so and i've seen it posted like that using you know other verbiage with the same concept you know this is a a life coach session that can really help you
0: it's amazing how many of these life coaches are lawyers that's that's the most and business leaders you know i would expect life Hmm. coaches to be like social workers uh therapists uh uh you know phd psychologists and yet these life coaches are generally just wealthy businessmen and lawyers. That doesn't seem like, you know, Tony Robbins, motivational speaker. Um, yeah. One of these things is not like the other. That's, you know, that seems very strange to me. But I also caught this uh, that I saw in the um, I also caught this. Um, this was a little candid moment here that. Can you speculate here, uh. There's been a lot of uh, people wondering about that.
2: Yeah, it looks like one of them told a joke that absolutely made him almost fall over backwards. I can't imagine what the joke would be.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they're uh, talking about how the uh, in-between session buffet uh, uh, ran out of uh, filet mignon. That's personally what I think that-
2: that, um that could be it. Or blackened salmon, something like that.
0: <laughs> That's well, personally what I think that they're talking about. I don't, I don't know that for a certainty here, but let's actually get into some of the actual uh, let's uh, get into some of the actual session. Did you catch the uh, talk there by, by uh, Carlos Godoy of the presidency of the 70s mm. who decried a this from the Salt Lake Tribune here? He decried a lukewarm membership. Warning that such individuals, quote, may remain active, but the risk of losing their children is high in this life yeah. and in eternity. So um cl- a cultural hall here, tw- he tweeted out, he said, so because you're lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. And this is signed, quote. Probably Jesus. Uh, Did you catch that talk
2: there, Rebecca? Probably Jesus. Like I said, I was doing a lot of podcasting this weekend, but I did catch all of RFM's updates. And it did seem to be the theme of conference, which is I warned uh, you ahead of time when we were chatting on the pre-show that I was a little cranky about conference this time because the theme seems to be, oh, that's a nice little family you got there. Too bad if something were to happen to them. That seems to kind of be the theme. And this talk is what kicked that off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That uh, that talk rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah. Um, there was a, a, also, um, you know, Neil L. Anderson also got into the mix here. Uh, General Conference Apostles from the Tribune again. Apostle Neil L. Anderson stressed the importance of tithing. With all that the Lord gives to us, he has asked us to return to him and his kingdom on earth, 10% of our increase. So even though the, the church is doing extremely well in Enzyme Peak and has Much more money than it could really ever spend in the next 20 or 30 years, based upon its um, current projections. The church could take no more tithing in from anyone, from anywhere, and still be fine for 20 plus years. They're still beating the drum of the importance of tithing. Uh, Any thoughts on that one?
2: Well, just it wouldn't be a conference session if there wasn't a discussion of tithing. And the discussion, of course, revolves around the fact that you need to do it. We don't need your tithing, but it's for you. So that's always Absolutely. the
0: point of view. I like this uh, first uh, comment here. The Lord also asks that we stash our billions in secret hedge funds. Amen. Um, that seems <laughs> that seems also pretty timely uh, <laughs> as far as that's concerned. There's a lot of Prophetic. memes. That go, yeah, there's a lot of memes that go with the general conference. I just love the memes. So it says what? Shall, uh, it shows the rich man talking to Jesus here. The lost Bible verse found by Neil L. Anderson. Um, the rich man asks Jesus, "What shall I do to inherit eternal life?" And he says, "Give 10% of your money to the Pharisees so they can hoard it." Uh, Ah, well, actually, what Jesus said is sell everything that you have, give it to the poor and follow me. He didn't say to buy a bunch of Amazon and Tesla stock. No,
2: sir. Uh, It's open to interpretation, I think. Right. And when you have divine inspiration, you can interpret it however you want.
0: Yeah, yes, you definitely can. A couple more memes to hit with you. I we got so many memes to get through here, but I love the memes here. So it has uh, shows a family. Uh, Mormons during General Conference, so, you know, everybody's half asleep. The other people are all on their phones. Nobody's paying any attention whatsoever. It looks like they're half dead. But then you have Exmos during General Conference. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. Uh, the ex-Mormons seem to be watching General Conference more carefully yeah. than Mormons are sometimes. Why, why is that?
2: Yeah, no, they do. And I actually just ran across that meme right before we jumped on today. And I was still laughing about it because that is uh, we have got binoculars. We have got notes. We are talking. We are making memes. And it's true. I find that after conference is over, I will start to talk to TBM friends or family about conference. And they're like, oh, I don't remember. This. Is that what that talk said? I do know more. I do know more about it than a lot of my faithful uh, family members and friends. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We have different motivations for watching. You know what I I mean? And our motivation, we are not asleep. We are listening. We are watching. We are. And also, I will tell you a a reason that I pay attention to conference. I want to know what my faithful family members are hearing. I want to know. It's important to me. I need to know a lot of times so I can, you know, kind of explain to them. No, no, no. It doesn't mean that, you know, especially when it comes to my kids and what they're hearing, you know, because I have young adult children that are TBMs and they hear things that could be really disturbing to them, like what President Nelson said at the end, but I'm still really cranky about. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah. And we're going to get to President Nelson's uh, talk at the very end of this. So uh, stick with us here. And I found a couple of other sections that I want to play for you here, Rebecca, and get uh, your reaction on this. This was a very interesting uh, snippet. This was in reaction to uh, Elder Neil L. Anderson's talk about tithing. And this came immediately thereafter. And this really caught my attention.
2: The point is, ladies and gentlemen,
0: that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. This message is from the Church of Ensign Peak of Eternal Exemption, the Mormons. Come worship (laughs) with us to learn more about Elder Deco's teachings.
1: (laughs) You are
2: making me laugh way too hard
0: today. (laughs) That is is priceless. That is
2: priceless. Wow. Yikes.
0: That seems accurate, though. That was a good yeah. uh, montage. I can't claim, um, can't claim that. I didn't put that together, but I did find it. So I'm yeah. uh, more of a finder. I'm a retweeter, not a, a producer. I will just put it I that get it.
2: way. I get it. Yeah, But I
0: do have a question for Elder Anderson, by the way, which I got from uh, the ex-Mormon Reddit here. It says, question for you, Neil. If God cares so much about the members being honest in their ties, why doesn't he care about the leaders being dishonest about the handling of those ties? That's a good question.
2: Yep. And that's a question for the Huntsman lawsuit, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is a question for the Huntsman lawsuit. Um, You know, anybody who paid tithing prior to City Creek Mall after that Huntsman lawsuit, if that goes through, um, I think you're going to see a run on the bank. That's my yeah. humble opinion here. Um, yeah. A couple more memes for you, Rebecca. For only twenty eight dollars a day, less than the cost of 20 energy drinks, you can help keep these chairs nice and fluffy for years to come. <laughs> and that's the humanitarian fund of the Church of Enzyme Peak of Eternal Exemption.
2: Yeah, uh, I wondered what those chairs felt like. They look really cozy and comfy. They really do. Way better than my couch here. So I don't know.
0: Well, you know, there's uh, the leaders of the church get the red fluffy chairs that are very, very nice. Yeah. But the regular folks out in the conference center here, um, yeah. they just get the they just get regular kind of theater style chairs. But look, yeah. look at this picture here, Rebecca, notice that the, um, the 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 edges of here, what do you notice the mezzanine is nobody's even on the mezzanine level. What, what do you notice about the attendance?
2: Yeah, this is very interesting to me. And I've seen people tweet um, and talk about this. Where are the people attending? And I will tell you that in April, a group of friends and I decided just to go to Temple Square. We hadn't gone for a long time. And we we went right around uh, second session time on Saturday. And we saw people, of course, running into the building. You know, they had their tickets. They were getting in. Then we saw people standing on the sidelines behind kind of a roped off area and with signs that said, need two conference tickets, Uh, traveled from Guatemala, need conference tickets. I saw a sign that said, we'll give, we'll trade chocolate for conference tickets. So what I'm saying is there are people outside that would like to go inside and there seems to be empty seats inside. So where is this disconnect? What I, I, it makes me think that they are keeping it empty on purpose because I'm telling you, there were crowds stretched around the conference center with signs family of 10 would love to have conference tickets. They want to get in and they're not able to get in. So I don't understand that disconnect.
0: Well, I can tell you this, Rebecca, I'm not sure about that, but I can tell you I would never sell my conference ticket for a, a mess of pottage. I mean, those <laughs> that's important. <laughs> Yeah, no,
2: I didn't see anybody get a ticket. Even the person that said we'll trade chocolate, and I would have done that if I had tickets. I'll do anything for chocolate. But yeah, I didn't.
0: uh, That's odd because there's lots of open seating here. The entire mezzanine level is not being used, and the conference center fits, I believe, twenty five thousand people or so. It's huge. Yeah, that's that's really strange to me. But let's let's get a couple of reactions here from actual talks. Not Gordon Gecko here. Uh, President Oaks talk, I think, was probably once again, one of the more controversial talks, which is what we've come to expect, which is his pet uh, topic, which is LGBTQ people. Let's get a a little uh, take on his uh, uh, most controversial talk and his most uh, controversial moment from this general conference. Knowledge of God's revealed plan of salvation requires us to oppose current social and legal pressures to retreat from traditional marriage and to make changes that confuse or alter gender or homogenize the differences between men and women. He also seeks to confuse gender,
2: to distort marriage, and to discourage childbearing. In any conservative community, uh, in any religion, when the message that is directed
1: towards LGBTQ people um, revolves around you aren't enough, you aren't important, your experience isn't valid, I think the
2: the natural result of that is increased depression, increased isolation, increased anxiety.
0: Yeah, so that's what I'm wondering here, Rebecca. Um, First of all, Elder Oaks message. You could literally splice that into any previous general conference for the last 20 years. It Mm -hmm. is pretty much a consistent message here. Um, Well, what are your thoughts on President Oaks once again beating his uh, pet peeve drum?
2: Yeah, once again, you don't even need to listen to the talk because it's going to be exactly what it was the year before and the year before. Um, It makes me just uh, extremely sad when I think that he will uh, take the reins soon. Probably in the next, you know, five years. And I can't imagine what that is going to do to marginalized groups that are already marginalized in the church. It's only going to get worse. And it's an absolute tragedy. I can't even express that uh, strongly enough.
0: Yeah, so the Salt Lake Tribune talked about this particular uh, um, address that Elder Oaks gave where he said that Dallin H. Oaks reaffirmed that the celestial kingdom can only be reached, quote, through faithfulness to the covenants of an eternal marriage between a man and a woman in the Holy Temple, end quote. So uh, once again, uh, Cultural Hall here, he said, uh, for LGBTQ church members, the best scenario that they can hope for is to be tolerated by their church in this life while being denied celestial glory into the next. Cool. Very cool. I can see why they stay. Um, yeah. So that's a very, very problematic uh, messaging here that, uh, Elder, that Elder Oaks has for sure. And he also doubled down on this where he said he said that the family proclamation for the first time, he said that the, the family proclamation is irrevocable. Meaning that it's basically he said in the past that it's doctrine and he's also said it's irrevocable, which I find to be rather amusing since all church doctrine um, can be revoked easily. Uh, All you have to do is wait for a couple of church presidents to die and it can go the way of the dustbin. Any last thoughts on uh, Elder Oaks in this conference here, Rebecca?
2: Well, I also think that that's why they're never going to canonize it. They can't because they know it's going to change. It will change, no question. And they can't canonize it because they can't dial it back if it's canonized. So well, that's the why other they're ish- not doing it.
0: Yeah, without question. And the other issue is that to canonize scripture, you need to have the uh, consent. Yeah, that actually has to go through the common consent process. And I think mm-hmm. that they will have a significant challenge in finding people yeah. in the conference center who would vote to I think you would have a significant majority of people who would not vote, to canonize the proclamation, and sustain that. Okay, a yeah, couple of other, yeah, a couple of other memes that I came across here, um, and I want to get your take on that. So, did you all see who was incognito singing in the choir? This was uh, on Saturday session general conference. Talk about hearing his voice. They're saying this Jesus was a hidden member of the choir. Uh, seems like a bit of a stre- Seems like a bit of a stretch here. Uh, what, do you, what do you think here, Rebecca?
2: Well, why would you say that? We all know Jesus is with us at conference. I mean, if he wants to sing in the choir, is he a tenor? Is he baritone? I don't know the answer to that. But we're always told Jesus is with us at conference time. So there he is. And he he looks good in a suit. I mean, he looks good in a robe, but he looks good all cleaned up in a suit.
0: Well, back in my day when I was in the orchestra at Temple Square for a number of years, you couldn't even have that beard. So it's odd that yeah. you can have a beard in the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, but you can't have a beard at BYU. You can have a beard in mm-hmm. the temple, but once again, you can't have a beard when you're taking a test in the testing center. So the rules are somewhat arbitrary, should we say there. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it's Couple very of confusing. Up-
0: Yeah, a couple of other memes that I came across. Uh, I've got general conference on down here. It's, you know, the clown from it. And uh, me, you know, he's going to cement over that general conference. That's uh, (laughs)
2: that's, That's a good one.
0: Yeah, that that is a good one here. A couple of other ones here. uh, When people are watching general conference, you have types of headaches. You have migraines, then you have hypertension, then you have stress, and then you have PMOs (laughs) watching general conference.
2: I, I have not seen that one. That's a good one. Oh
0: yeah, I, I I felt
2: like that, too. Oh, my gosh.
0: That, that hits too close to home. Now, getting back yeah. to some actual uh, coverage here, we have Elder Rasman. I would say that this is one of the other uh, more interesting uh, talks here. He says, we all uh, need more senior missionaries at home and abroad. Please take your know-how and time on our testimonies and go on a mission Latter-day Saint Apostle implores. Uh, What what are your thoughts on the call, the church's call here for additional uh, senior missionaries?
2: Uh, Just again, that they are going to use your services until the very end, the very end.
0: Yep, they, they definitely want more senior missionaries. And what we heard from Elder Pearson in the Utah area conference last year was that they not only want you to serve one mission, but to also consider serving mm-hmm. multiple missions for the church. They want to use you as much as possible. Um, you know, you talked about RFM gave a number of reactions to General Conference, and what I really like, um, you know, his conference reactions are about an hour long. But I think um, Julia from Analyzing Mormonism, yes, a very good conference reactions. And I just this hopefully she doesn't mind she does two minute sum ups of conference reactions and i think that they're really cool her channel is really amazing i want to play um her sum up for the saturday afternoon session
1: this is my summary of the saturday afternoon session of general conference neil l anderson someone's store was protected from a storm i wasn't really paying attention because they always paid their tithing even though the church has 200 billion dollars we still need you to pay 10 percent of your income but it's okay the church recently donated 55 million dollars to help people The only solution to life's problems is our version of Jesus' gospel. Even though Jesus didn't actually teach tithing like we know it today, and even though the Doctrine and Covenants doesn't teach tithing like we know it today, and even though the past prophets have said that one day we wouldn't have to pay tithing, pay it anyway. John E. Newman. Jesus invites us to bring our little ones to him. The man who built his house upon the rock digged deep. Dug deep. For the rising generation, they have to have faith in Jesus Christ for themselves. Teach your children about Jesus Christ. Feasting on the words of Jesus Christ looks like whatever works for you. The repeating of small efforts every day can do a lot to brainwash you. Joaquin E. Costa. President Nelson reminds us frequently to use the correct name of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Faith in Jesus Christ is the solution to all of our problems. Gary E. Stevenson. God-given gifts make gifted people. Exercising spiritual gifts requires spiritual exercise. Let me offer you four principles that will help you recognize the promptings of the Spirit. One, stand in holy places. Two, stand with holy people. Three, Testify of holy truths as often as you can. Even if you don't believe what you're testifying, testify anyway. Four, listen to the Holy Spirit. And if you can't hear it, the leaders will tell you what he's saying. What the Spirit tells you will always be what the leaders have already told you. But it's still personal revelation, even though it's not. And five, Latter-day Saints should be covenant-keeping people. Unwan chui, stay on the covenant path. If you're not on the covenant path, return to it. If you pay your tithing, everything will be okay. When God speaks and we obey, we will always be right. If you're asked to serve in a calling and you don't want to, do it anyway. If you want to be happy, stay on the covenant path. The church does indeed have a monopoly on happiness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. Alan T. Phillips. Even when you leave your child at the gas station, you can still find a gospel-related teaching. My parents forgot me all the time. (laughs) Judge less, love more, and extend the love of Jesus Christ through your words and your actions. His talk was actually really good, and I loved his accent. Ronald A. Rasband. In order to gather Israel, we need missionaries, and we definitely don't have enough missionaries. So especially senior couples, we need you to serve missions. So we've already put the pressure on young missionaries, but it's not really working. And if you've already served a senior mission, it's okay, you can serve two of them. Who knows, it might be the greatest chapter of your life, but it won't be the most important date of your life. Anyway, again, enjoy conference.
0: Yeah, so she does a really good job with these two minute sum-ups. So she can summarize all the general conference in like five in like ten minutes and you can get the whole gist of it. So she does a great job on her channel. Yeah.
2: No, that's incredible. I, I feel edified right there. Two minutes. There it is.
0: Yeah. So I mean I watch almost all of the general conference. So getting into some of the the general themes. I mean, the really the general themes is to really of course, um, if you look at the general conference corpus um and look at the people's the person's mentions of general uh of general now. President Nelson. Almost every single speaker makes sure that they reference President Nelson's teachings. He is referenced more than any other past prophet while that prophet was alive by a factor of almost five. So, number one, you have to check off the President Nelson uh, block. Number two, you have to reiterate that the term Mormon that you're on board with the full name of the church, and that the term Mormon is not a term that you use anymore. I mean, those are the, the like there's like a formula that comes along with these talks. That is really incredibly redundant and uh, formulaic, really.
2: Yeah, that's true. And if you watch enough, you definitely pick up on it. And I know that Nemo is keeping a running uh, score of how often Jesus was referenced and how often Joseph. There you go. That's our next slide. There it is. And, you know, neck and neck right there, Jesus and, and Russell Nelson. And, and of course, Joseph Smith, which I predict they are dialing him way back and will continue to do that. He's only barely mentioned.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, the, the references to Joseph Smith continue to go down and the pre- references to President Nelson. Absolutely. They continue to go up. Um, so, you know, the thing about it is, is that I mean, you really I was listening to a lot of these sessions and you could take most of these conference talks from previous from this session and splice them into a previous session. Mm-hmm. Or if you had taken a previous sessions talk and snuck it into this one. I really don't think very many people would be able to tell any difference whatsoever, which goes to show to me that there is no continuing, there's no continuing mysteries that are being brought forward. It's not like you know we have been pondering, I don't know, women in the priesthood or the Adam God doctrine or 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 some great mystery or how to uh, you know solve homelessness or to. Uh, you know, end world hunger, or we've been pondering about the abortion epidemic, you know, the abortion issue. And this is the Lord's will on these topics. Here is what we've come up with as the Lord's true messengers. This is the new information that we have from the Almighty. There is no new information that came from this general conference except for a few temples, which most people could have predicted about where they were to come. So that's what I would expect to see from divine messengers is further light and knowledge being sent from the Father to them. And this general conference, in my opinion, did nothing um, to have new information whatsoever. That's that's the problem is a waste, a waste of 10 hours.
2: I think so, too. And I think people every year they think or every six months something new is going to be said. I think they still have this idea that something is going to come out. But everything is very light. I'll use the word superficial because I talked to a friend who had a friend that was not LDS and she had invited her to watch conference and she watched some of it. And, you know, she's a religious person, very involved in her own religion. And she said back to my friend, uh, it was very superficial. You know, nothing really was said. It, it had a lot of platitudes and superficiality. It was very light. It was very on the surface. And this is someone who's used to hearing, you know, religious speeches, sermons, and and her take having being a brand new conference watcher was just very light, very superficial,
0: yeah. And we had naked uh, we had Bryce from Naked Mormonism on this mm. podcast a couple of weeks ago, which was one of our most highly viewed episodes. And he's a really incredible uh, historian. and also, He's his glass Lost podcast is really really good. He tweeted this out here, which I want to share. It says the talks from the quorum of the seventy in particular are incredibly formulaic. They give a quote they first they quote Nelson, then they reinforce the correct name of the church. They share a very vague story about a person who was a good example and converted friends and family and coworkers and then there's a funny parenting anecdote i mean they're 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 so tried and true there's just they're they're they can be swapped in and out at will. I mean oh boy.
2: Yeah. And then take that a step further. Everyone in the church will be listening to these talks regurgitated in sacrament meeting, in Sunday school, in young men, young women, in priesthood, in Relief Society. These same formulaic talks will be regurgitated for the next year. It's literally mind numbing with no new ideas.
0: Yeah, I mean, so the basic sum up of general conference that I had, number one, don't be the quote unquote weak link in your eternal family. And being a weak link apparently is if you leave the church, then you're automatically a weak link. Also, number two, pay your tithing. Number three, senior uh, couples should go on missions and if possible, more than one of uh, President Oaks talked <laughs> about how the family was man and woman and how important it is to be celestial. And then everyone praised President Nelson, even though he wasn't in attendance. That is my basic sum up with the entire general conference, which um, uh, was a bit of a disappointment. Although, you know, people wonder why people don't tune into general conference more. And somebody put this mashup together. Let me play this for you. And maybe you get a, maybe you can understand after you listen to this mashup, why pe especially, uh, uh, former members of the church don't turn, tune into General Conference more.
2: He learners. A lazy scholar. Your finite mind cannot understand. A headstrong, unruly child. Lax disciples. False prophets and false teachers.
0: To those who are spiritually bankrupt. Do you realize how stupid you just sound? I mean, you've got lazy learners. You have lax disciples. You're (laughs) stupid. You're, um, you know, you're a lazy scholar. There's a lot of rhetoric here. You can't understand us because we're the Lord's anointed. You're an unruly child. You're um, anyone else who's not with us is a false teacher and a false disciple. And people who don't follow the covenant path are spiritually bankrupt, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of very, very charged language in these conferences that's kind of interwoven with the peace and love message of love, Jesus. He's a good, you know, follow the disciple, follow Jesus. But then there's this incredibly charged rhetoric in there, which can be very off-putting.
2: Yeah, and that's what's called gaslighting. They're saying something really nice. But they're not. And then you feel really bad and you don't know why and what's wrong with you. And and you can see there's just a lot of name calling, which I guess follows what Jesus used to do. Right. Isn't he known for going around and calling people names? I think that's what he did. It's been a while since I have read the scriptures being facetious, of course. But, yeah, that's certainly not the way to invite people even to the table to a dialogue um, to find common ground is to instantly begin by calling them names. And this seems to be what they do over and over. And even some, I saw uh, just a headline of a post on Reddit um, where a post-Mormon said, What the heck happened in conference today? My faithful wife is really upset, almost ready to cry, and she won't tell me what happened. She says she doesn't want to talk about it, but she just feels really, really unhappy about something. You know, so the conference is not a feel good time. There are lots of things that are said that make people really upset. And everybody needs to realize that it's not the feel good time that it's promoted to be for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, post Mormons and faithful Mormons.
0: Yeah, oh, maybe I, I searched for the hashtag general conference during this time, and I wanted to see what was trending out there. I was hoping you could help me do this little role play that somebody tweeted out with Phoebe and Joey from Friends. Here, can you be? <laughs> ph- can can you read that, Rebecca? Can you be? Phoebe can I read it? Which
2: side am I? I'm Phoebe. Well, you're, okay, you're, yes.
0: you're okay. reading Phoebe. I'm reading Joey.
2: Okay, so I say the church.
0: The church.
2: Of Jesus Christ.
0: Of Jesus Christ.
2: Of Latter Day Saints.
0: Of Latter Day Saints,
2: the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints,
0: the Mormon Church. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's very important at these general conferences that uh, people say the correct name of the church. That was repeated yes. over and over again. It's almost yes. like a litmus test here of uh, of your fidelity. Is are you willing yes. to abandon two hundred years of uh, prop, of using the word Mormon and celebrating it? on the whim of the current president of the church. Are you willing to give that up? And absolutely, they all are for sure. No doubt, no question about it. But that does take us to uh, President Nelson's address here, which I know you wanted to discuss here a little bit. Uh, You know, he uh, recorded it, pre-recorded it because he wasn't there. But what were your thoughts on President Nelson's uh, address?
2: Well, I'll tell you that I only tuned in for a second because like I said, I was on many different podcasts and I tuned in just in time to hear him say Um, If you are not married by the sealing power in the temple, your relationship will end at death. Right. And also, uh, if you don't live by the covenants um, in the resurrection, you will not have a celestial body. You'll only have a terrestrial body. And that's your choice. And then the thing that really got to me, because I just kept thinking of my, you know, my faithful kids and my faithful family. He basically said, you have chosen meaning me uh not to be with your family forever. Yes, I've chosen that. And boy, cranky is not even the word I want to say because of course I don't believe any of that, but my family does. And will they look at me now the prophet has said basically your mother has decided that she doesn't want to be with you forever. That's a horribly hurtful, awful thing to say and especially for young adults like my kids Very upsetting to them, you know, and I don't even know how to address it with them. I'm just going to kind of pretend I didn't hear it at conference. But it's a divisive, awful thing to say. So anyway, sorry, I'm kind of ranting about that. (laughs) But that's the only minute I tuned into his talk. And that's what I heard. You have chosen not to be with your family. And that is not accurate at all.
0: Yeah, I I watched almost all of the general conference. And the beauty of watching it on two speed is that it actually speeds it up to a normal speed and you can skip the prayers, you can (laughs) skip the hymns. Not that I don't like the hymns and the prayers, but you can get through a whole session of general conference. And a number of the sessions came up short, by the way. They're usually two hours long. Several of them were shorter than, including the Saturday night session was only like 76 minutes long. So the only portion that I tuned in for live was President Nelson's address because I wanted to see what was going on with him and also with the temples. And that does bring us to our, uh, our final section here, which is the temple announcement. Everybody wants to know, Rebecca, what are the new temples going to be? You know, it's kind of like, what is that, Sauron and the Lord of the Rings here? What are the Yeah, new-
2: there it is.
0: And it kind of, you know, it's kind of like Taylor Swift. Conference attendance shoots up with fans, <laughs> notice that Taylor is at the conference center, and here she is reacting to the new temples just can't wait for these temples it's going to be amazing um so let's review those temples real quick here the church of jesus christ of latter day saints is going to build 20 new temples and that's basically been about the norm for the last several sessions of conferences um you know all these temples we have samoa hawaii alaska Washington, Colorado, Oklahoma, Virginia, Mexico, a couple in Peru, Chile, two in Brazil, Ghana, Nigeria, Angola, the Democratic Republic of Congo, the Philippines, Japan, and Mongolia. That's a lot of temples, Rebecca.
2: That's a lot of temples, 20 at a time. And all I say is, uh, so on Mormonish Podcast, we follow temple building very closely. We are putting out an episode tomorrow. Um, with an update on the Cody, Wyoming Temple and the Heber Valley Temple, um, which are both uh, supposed to be built. The residents are asking, hoping through through, you know, the various processes, legal processes, that those two temples can be relocated to a more appropriate part of each city. So we're following that very closely. And this episode, um, we'll talk about both those in one episode. So I would say to any of these new temples being built, um, if there's an issue in your town, call us. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, but still, these things happen. A lot of temples are built and there's no problem whatsoever. And then sometimes temples are placed in an area where there are some problems um, with the residents and, and the overall look and feel of the town and the zoning ordinances. And in these two towns, Cody and and I know we've covered it here on Mormon News Roundup, too, um, a very similar modus uh, operandi of the church as far as trying to get that built. So it is really fascinating to, to learn about. There's that music again.
0: (laughs) This is a special edition of the Mormon News Roundup. I've got my conference in the background. I spent so much time in the conference center, uh, (laughs) both uh, uh, worshiping and also being a member of the orchestra at Temple Square. A lot of great memories. I love the conference center. Always a special time. I do want to thank our Patreon supporters here, Brent B., Colette L., Mark S., Wendy, Michael L., Eric, and Sophronia. If you feel like uh, you want to donate to this podcast for anyone out there, we'd be very grateful for that. And you've already covered what you're doing on Mormonish. You've got uh, a couple of yeah. uh, hot episodes lined up as well as the Good Book Club. I'll catch you on that uh, as well. What are you reading in the Good Book Club, Rebecca?
2: Oh, it's Carl Sagan's Demon Haunted World. This is going to be an amazing book meeting and it is on October 8th, always the second Sunday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. You can find us on Facebook instagram and we'll send you a link just read the book come pop in and talk to us it's a live meeting really fun
0: yeah well that's uh highly recommended and uh one other item for us uh, for the mormon news roundup we do have a patreon uh, only meetup that's taking place tomorrow 7:30 p.m eastern standard time you can come and join d and the crew for an hour or so if you're a patreon supporter you can come and hang out with us uh rebecca did we ruminate properly on the great and spacious beehive this time
2: I can't believe we covered it all, but I think we did.
0: Absolutely. So I want to give a shout out to Weird Alma on Bandcamp.com for this episode's music. And uh, remember, remember, no unhallowed hand can stop this podcast from progressing. So long.
2: When it comes to nicknames of the church, such as LDS Church, the Mormon Church, to remove the Lord's name from the Lord's Church is a major, major victory, victory for Satan. Satan, Satan,
0: Satan. Satan. Hey there, brothers and sisters. Thanks for listening to the Mormon News Roundup. And if you are enjoying this show, please consider making a donation. Patreon makes an important contribution to helping us ruminate on the great and spacious beehive here. So thanks so much to everyone for for supporting us on Patreon.com.